Okay, hi. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. We have the classic Rick Astley song stuck in our heads. So be prepared for lots of references and or possible singing. Um, It's Talk Comics to Me time. We're here to talk comics to you. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And I don't have anything good besides that fucking song, so. I have zero things. Okay, so. Not a one. Let's not give you up. Let's let you down. Okay, I'm going to talk first. This is War Olympus. This is the first 25 chapters of the classic webtoon, or sorry, the number one webtoon phenomenon. Uh, I have a question. Yes. I couldn't remember. Did that win an Eisner that year or not? No. Okay. It, it was nominated for one. I can't remember. I'm I'm going to sound like an asshole now, but I don't understand how she did not win and the person who did win did because the other person's art compared to this especially was just so like boring okay and i I don't i mean it was perfect for the story that it was but i just she was nominated for webtoon comic and this was just so much more interesting and that's fair. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. It was. A pre- I was disappointed. Yeah, I, I mean, was, this is an opinion show. Yes. we're not like spitting facts here. I guess. Well, this is a fact, actually. <laughs> it was boring, um, but yeah, this is just. Um, it's a modern retelling of Greek myths with the main focus on Hades and Persephone. So, that's really it. If you know, you know. If not, then I would recommend it to you because it's really, really good. And the art's really cute. There's a lot of funny panels in it. And I do just love the story a lot. This is, like, one of your favorite things. Yes. Yes. It is uh, something that I have been very into for a few years now. I've been I've gotten several people to read it and... Somehow not me. Somehow I did not... St- I don't really like reading, like, webtoons, it's, though, or stuff was, online. Yeah, it, it's pretty hard to get used to, but the app for webtoon is so accessible, okay. which is why I, like, recommend it okay. to people. But um, it's also the one thing my little sister and I, we read it every Saturday. It comes out at 8 p.m. We both read it at 8.01 and then immediately text each other about it. Um, it's our thing. Wow. That we have. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, like some fucking let me vomit real yeah. fast shit yeah yeah Come it's on, uh, i got her to read it because i started reading it when she was spending the night at my house one night it was i'm i'm sure you had read a tweet about it she came over climbed into my bed and put on friends immediately yeah and was no like, you've definitely told me about this yes day. yes and <laughs> i this night yeah i did not want to do that so i found this randomly and started reading it and quickly became obsessed with it um but again this is volume one the first 25 chapters if you read it through webtoons it is free um and there's like 189 chapters right now it's yeah updated every saturday just very very good it deals with a lot of very hard topics and i think they're just handled very well one last question before you move on uh do you think it's like one of those things you can just kind of like hop in on or do you think you would like want to go back and read like all the way from the beginning or like from a certain point i would say that um you can't jump in like every single episode because there is like an overarching story like it obviously starts at the beginning here persephone goes through a very very traumatic event and it's something that i don't know challenges her throughout Mm -hmm. the story and it's actually funny because whatever happens here in the beginning just got like actually 
resolved. I don't want to say resolved, but it was just brought to the attention of the big people within the last few chapters. Okay. So it's, it's, I would say start from the beginning because then you get an idea of the overall story. You can start at the beginning of certain arcs, I guess, but it's just more helpful because it references a lot of the things that have happened previously. Sorry, I just felt like that might be... No, it's good. Um, I just, yeah, as a whole, it just makes more sense if you started from the beginning. No, that's fair. Yeah. 100%. I just didn't know if it was one of those things where, yeah, you could just be like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this now. Yeah, no, I, I, I want to say yes, just because I want everyone to, like, read it, and mm-hmm. then if they just jump in in the middle and realize they have to start from the beginning, that's good, that's cool for me, but I don't want to lie to people and yeah. say that. Do you think even if you knew, like, the story of Persephone and Hades, like, it'd be... You'd want to start from the beginning? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it is just like a retelling, but it has like a twist on them. Yeah. Okay. So obviously we all know what happens with them, but the story leading up to that is different. It's so good. All right. Cool. So good. Okay. And then I have um, Kang the Conqueror. This is issue number four. I think there's one left of this series. I have not read this one yet. Um, I did really like the first issue, but I'm I kind of fell off. To be honest, like I did not read issue three. I started to, but I just wasn't, just didn't really interest me. Yeah. So I am going to stick it out and get number five because that's literally all there is. <laughs> and I will read it. I just haven't, haven't had the motivation to, to finish it. So that's a fair thing. I yeah. Think. I did. Again, I really, really liked the first issue. I just don't, the second one, I was kind of indifferent. And the third one, I just didn't want to read. <laughs> I mean, that happens with comics sometimes, too, yeah. you know, where you're just like, uh, did I really want this? Yeah. It or was, was that, like, first issue just so strong where it, like, was like, okay, yeah, I do. And then you're like, not really. Yeah, it was really weird because... Because, yeah, I read that I, first issue. You let me borrow that second issue. I still haven't read it. So yeah. So it's just one of those things where, I don't know. I just, yeah. And I, I really liked the first issue. Yeah, that's, I thought, I was, like, stoked on it. I was like, yeah, this series going to be so good. And then I read the second one and was like, okay, that's, like, a... It was good, but it, I didn't. I wasn't like interested in it like mm-hmm. I was in the first one. Yeah, and the third one came out, and I read the first page and was like, "This is a lot of words. <laughs> I don't really want to do this right now. A lot of work here is too yeah. much." And then it just continues to be a lot of words. Like it's a lot. I'm trying to read a comic book here. Let me. It's when there's this many words, it is very hard for me to focus on the art, which is probably a good thing because I don't really like the art for this story. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it is what it is. It's King the Conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is issue number 31. I cannot believe you're still doing that. Yeah, I mean, my opinions have not changed. Joyce looks like a teenager in this book, though. Like, Where? Which one? She, Joyce. That's Joyce. No. That, yeah, that's Joyce. I don't like that. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little, like, off-putting. So I'm like, she looks like the same age as Buffy in this. I don't... Not into it. Not... There's just... This still continues the storyline of them kind of crossing through the multiverses of Sunnydale, which I feel like they've been doing for, like, so long now. Yeah, because where where did I drop off? 20? Issue 20? 20? Yeah, I think so. Was it really that I, long ago? Yeah, and as I think about it, I think issue 25 did, like, the intro to the multiverse mm-hmm. idea because that's when they went and saw that there was, like, saw the TV Buffy. Okay, right. And I vaguely recall yeah, this now. 
And I I don't know why I remember it was issue 25. But yeah, so they've been doing this for like six issues now. I don't... I am hoping it's wrapping up soon. This kind of just develops um, spoilers, I suppose, if you care. Faith is... The faith in this world is actually from a different, uh, I guess, universe. Oh, shit. And like her parents are still there and all of this stuff. And so, so, so she's pretty well adjusted in this one. Well, I mean, the the version of her in that universe, yes. Okay, okay. The version of her that's been brought to this universe and shown that like she was basically s- stolen. I The bad guy basically is sh- showing her all this information to try to use like faith against all of the slayers right that makes more sense now i was like well that's just rude why would you try to traumatize this person who's already pretty traumatized yeah so yeah he's trying to use that information uh they do weird little hints at the mayor in this like we've been dealing with that in the show too well those like i'm fine with those (laughs) in the show because i feel like it's more i don't i know it's I know it's the same, but it's also not the same because, like, Cordelia works for the mayor. Right. And it's these sort of little, like, hints that, like, okay, the mayor is coming in, and I assume they're going to do this thing with the mayor that is traditional where he is not the good guy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if, they, if he's not the bad guy, honestly, I, that might push me to the edge of dropping the book. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I, but yeah, I don't know. I still don't necessarily like it. I don't honestly know why I'm still reading it because I don't necessarily enjoy it. I do kind of like most of the covers. But I don't know. It's definitely been a book where every time I read it, I'm just like, all right, what what fresh hell am I going to dislike today? And it's not that I dislike isn't the right word either. It's just I don't, once again, just don't care. It's not for you. It, yeah, it's not for me, but I'm a huge Buffy fan, yeah. so I don't I don't want to say, like, I don't know, Christopher doesn't like it either. Which is honestly surprising because Christopher likes Angel. <laughs> yes. So we know he likes bad stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Christopher, if you ever listen. I didn't, I didn't diss you. It was Heather. I'm allowed to after what you said to me. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I, we're just going to move on so you don't say it on... I won't say it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, like two huge Buffy fans not liking this book and thinking that the same sort of things about it. I don't. I just don't know how it's like still running. Like That's, I don't. I don't know how they're still publishing this. Book. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Does it feel like they've kind of run out of like ideas that already haven't already happened in the show? I so have, they're just. I have no idea what's going on in this book. Hmm. I have no idea because. Sorry, I don't mean to yell. It's yelling because the thing oh, is, it's, it's not completely white on there. You're good. It's just a raised voice. <laughs> uh, the thing is, it's it's. The storyline's been like seven, like I said, six issues. Sorry, and it's taken so long to develop. So it's like they might have other ideas, but I have no clue because it feels like it takes them forever to mm-hmm. get through one thing, like even the Xander death shit, and then you don't care. Yeah, that's true. So it's just like it takes so long, and you, at that point, you're just like, what the hell? Just give it to me. Already. Yeah, like you could do this in. A much shorter amount of time. Like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get what you're doing. 
make it happen faster. I do believe this is probably going to lead into or tie into that last Slayers book. That would make sense. I did add that. I so, did. I mean, I felt but, like I needed to. Yeah, I'll let you know, like, if anything happens okay. that you need to know within that, because I don't think it's worth going back into No, I wasn't planning on it. I was, however, going to get the first issue of Angel, that new one, because mm-hmm. I did like that Angel series that was out Who's recently. writing that? I, you know, I cannot remember. I'll have to, I'll look into that, because mm-hmm. I was curious enough after really enjoying that last angel series like from a couple years ago that one was, yeah that one was really good i didn't read the spike and angel part of the angel yeah, series yeah. surprisingly i should have um i think i'm just gonna get the trades because there's only two of them yeah that makes sense but yeah i'll get the first issue and see if like they did a weird hellmouth angel buffy like companion story thing like they have been doing yeah so, yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't necessarily recommend this. I maybe recommend the first story arc at most. The first four issues. Yeah. I don't, I feel bad because it's just like, I, I do feel like every time I talk about this book, I just like hate, hate on it, but I just don't like it. And I don't, I'm sorry, everybody. I'll, I'll, I'll skip the next time I get it. <laughs> unless it's just really, show it next time. Yeah. Unless it's really good. I won't talk about it. You'll mm-hmm. just know that I have it. Um, so now we're not going to talk about this book because it's not a real book, but our friend Chris, he did a little homage to Jawbreaker for Where's the Furthest Place from Here? Because that Jawbreaker was the first, uh, they were on the vinyl, right? Yeah, that they we were, were on the supposed yeah. to get, but didn't. Yes. Besides me, who did not originally order the vinyl. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a nice little homage cover. I thought it was really cool. Um, I just wanted to show that because I thought it was neat. Yeah, it's very, very nice. There, there's nothing inside. Oh, it's it's fake. It's not real. But there's a cool little cute cover. Don't say that. I mean, it, it was real. <laughs> it was real to me. Yeah, so our friend did a cool thing. Just wanted to talk about them. Yeah, they did very good. Good job. Okay. <laughs> now we have the nice house on the lake. This is issue number six. Yep. And this is, as they said online, the mid-season finale. Yes. This, I, I loved this issue. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. You you find out more about, like, I guess Walter and his plan, what he was going to be doing, and the fact that there were people in on it without kind of realizing yeah. it. Um. And you get to figure out the extent of what, like, Walter would do to, like, keep them safe, even from themselves. Yeah, it's, a uh, yeah, this issue was really good. I The panels in some places yes. were really, really amazing. That first page here yeah. is my favorite. Yeah, the, absolutely the incredible. colors and the mm-hmm. art are gorgeous. And it's that's, yeah, they just fit the story so well, too. Um, one of my favorite things about this book is just, like, the aspect of survival, because it's like they don't really know what's going on. They don't know what Walter is. Uh, this issue particularly does show like Walter's and not like softer side, but more like vulnerable side. Yeah, his his friendly side. Yeah, and I I like the interpersonal relationships like that they build. And I am interested to go back and learn more about 
the very first person we met, the mm-hmm. artist, mm-hmm. the other artist, I guess. Reggie? No, because this is Reggie. The, oh, the, oh the, right, right, right. The, the very first person who yeah. was like, did the narration and talked to, like, wasn't, hadn't really been a part of the group for more than like a couple weeks to right. a month. I forget about that. I forget their name. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember it either right now. Issues. Yeah, of course we forgot. (laughs) But yeah, I would like to go back now, and especially because each issue has kind of given us like everybody's story, and I don't feel like we necessarily got that from that character as Mm -hmm. much as like that character introduced us to everything that was happening. Right. That's true. And like all of the cast of characters that we were about to meet. So I'm I'm interested in that. Like going back to that. And also, I don't know, like I said, I just like the interpersonal relationships. I like how everybody interacts. And I, I don't know, it's a really good book. It's weird, like, how good it is. And I do want to touch on the horror thing about it. Because somebody came and picked up all but issue number five, because we didn't have that. Um, And they were like, well, my friend told me this was horror. And he's like, and I don't really like traditionally like horror. And I was like... Yes and no. I was like, it's more of like situational horror, I would say. Yeah, like, like and that was like survival horror. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, like, it has that, like, vibe. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't attach, like, the horror label to it, I guess. Right. It's like what is happening to them is horrifying, but it's not scary. Yeah. If well, that makes sense. And I suppose it's more like. I guess it is, like, at the same time kind of supernatural with, mm-hmm. like, what Walter is. But I don't know. There's something about this where I maybe I've just fucked myself up with so much horror that now I'm like, I don't think this is horror. I wouldn't consider this horror at all. I would say more, like, sci-fi thriller, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, like, it has- Oh, God, now we're in the horror thriller zone. Like, yeah. where it's just, like, you have... It's hard to... decide if a thriller is a horror or if a horror is a thriller to me i always classify horror as something that has to do with like a scary movie where people are killed thriller to me is a scary movie where people are just fucked like psychologically yeah that's a thriller to me and so I would say this is more thriller because while people are dying they're not getting murdered by someone Mm -hmm. you know it's um I don't know. I heard a man on the internet say pretty much the exact opposite. So, of course, I'm going to have a different opinion because I think that he's wrong. And he needs to be told. Well, damn man on the internet. Deleted my comments because I was right, clearly, and then blocked me on TikTok. So, oh, my God. Did you get in some TikTok drama? No, all I said was, you're wrong, and here's why. And he just didn't like that, apparently. Oh my god, amazing. Okay, so now you know a little bit about us to an extent. Well, you said a Serbian film was the best movie he's ever seen. I was like, no, that movie's actually very bad. You're just into shock horror. <laughs> like, what? That is not a good movie. And if you're recommending it to people because it's a horror movie, I will find you. <laughs> that movie should not be recommended to anybody. I don't care who you are. No. Okay. That's. Do you get. I'm, what's I'm the done. what's the movie? Are you gonna say it? Because I, I can I can mute the mic and you can tell me. No, it was a Serbian film. Oh, that's that's, that's the name it. of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that you were seeing that. I don't know. No, no, no. It's it's a Serbian film. It's just a fucked up movie. And if any like 
masculine fucking baseball wearing cap dude who's a fucking horror movie connoisseur ever says that that's a good movie then i'm immediately gonna call them out on that because it is not a good movie it was a movie that was made for shock value it is worse than cannibal holocaust so don't fucking say that all right go on i have a lot of feelings about i know talk about your batman okay i got batman this is issue number 117 this is uh tinyan's and Jimenez's last Batman issue together, the the new group will be starting next month. I can't remember who, Williamson and Jorge Molina. Um, but basically this just ends the Fear State saga. Uh, Batman and Peacekeeper have their little face off. Um, Miracle Molly figures out how to shut down the machine. Um, Poison Ivy is convinced to not destroy Gotham and Harley and Ivy are canon. Cool. It's very, very cute. Um, But there's like a whole spiel, like there's like that page is so good. good, Uh, But there's a whole thing that Batman says at the end, like a, I don't know. He's speaking to Miracle Molly and it like made me emotional a little bit, just the way that it's, written i guess because it like i said it reminded me of the samways speech about hope and good being left in the world Mm -hmm. and stuff i i got really emotional about it but this was such a good ending for this in particular i had a customer today talk about how fear state was just absolutely dreadful and i could not figure out why it's so good like the story itself is it's it's all right. Like mm-hmm. it's not bad, but like the art for this, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so good. I I couldn't get into Tiny Onions Batman either, and I don't know, like I don't know if I would like this. I mean, that's fair, but I mean, for someone who has never read any Batman outside of like Tom King's mm-hmm. Batman stuff, like I absolutely love this i thought this was such a good like way to end their particular run of it i didn't read like the first couple arcs i read joker war and then this one Mm. just because i I love this artist so much but i loved it um and just for the record not all of the other things that say fear state on them are a part of the series so you can't read them it's just that's what's going on in gotham right now yeah no i get it that's it was just a weird a weird conversation about that um, but yeah, no, this is the uh, last one. Uh, a lot of things are resolved, and there's a cute little Batgirls story in the back leading into the new Batgirl series. Siri. Series. Siri? Story. The, the story coming in. Whenever I say series, it makes it seem like there's multiple ones. It's one series that's coming yeah. out, and just multiple issues. Okay, and uh, this yeah. is The Secret Files, uh, The Gardener. This is basically about what happened to Poison Ivy when she was in school um, and how she went from wanting to save the world to almost destroying it. Yeah. I really like this one, too. This was It was very interesting. Christian Ward does the art in it. I so that art's good. Yeah, so it was very, very good. And it's from the perspective of someone who has the opposite ideals as Ivy, mm. which I thought was... Very interesting because she's doing it out of spite. She doesn't want certain things to happen because she doesn't think that they deserve to happen where Ivy is just wants to save the world. Yeah. So, and she's asking Batman for help because she thinks that Poison Ivy is still good and she is worth saving. So, 
it was a nice little one shot. I, I did say that the Peacekeeper one was my favorite little secret files thing, but I think after that, this one, this one is definitely my favorite. All right. Uh, there was just something really pretty about it. Not just the art, but the story Dang. itself. Yeah. It was good. All Fear, right. First date is over. First date. It's done. All right. I have a refrigerator full of heads. This is issue number two. Um, this is a... I'm going to call it a sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a sequel to uh, Basketful of Heads, which was came out... That's like three, three years ago. I would ago. say three years mm-hmm. ago. And this kind of this issue ties the two together, and you're learning that somebody's looking out, like looking for these specific artifacts that are Viking related, Norse related, Norse. Okay. And they are willing to fuck people up for it. That's accurate and so they bring back the very first character who uh june who wielded the axe the very first time and now they're kind of yeah connecting the pieces in the basket full of heads Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. she is the one who like basically in basket full of heads this did help me like remember what happened in basket full of heads though i mean part of me is like yeah you could probably jump in and then i'm like no probably not it was certainly yeah it would definitely fill in a lot of blanks uh but yeah june she is in this on this island with her boyfriend for the summer they get attacked by a gang of men i think while her and then like they kill everybody they take her boyfriend she finds this axe, and then she, like, goes out trying to save her her boyfriend, but Jen, like, is chopping off heads in the process. And, cool. Love that. And in this one, they chop off, like, nine heads at once. Just, like, definitely a dumb sort of fun, like, slasher book more yeah. than anything, because all the heads still talk, and in this one, they, like, they do the new protagonists. I can't remember their names, of course. They are attacked by a biker gang and end up, yeah, cutting off their heads and then, like, interrogating them, trying to figure out what's going on. So it's, like, silly and fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, Does it still have the feeling of, like, an 80s, like... Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like especially with, like, just... The heart is so wild. yeah. That's honestly one of my favorite parts. But yeah, because like she's interrogating these disemboweled, these heads, and she's like threatening to... Decapitated. Decapitated. (laughs) There we go. Decapitated heads and threatens to like throw it into the decapitated shark mouth. Oh my God. So, you know, like... It's super campy. Yeah. It has like that feel and just like looks like that. I love it. The colors and everything. Yeah. The colors are really like vibrant. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. I think that's, like, the other thing I liked about Basketful of Heads so much, too. Like, I, I've always said it's just, like, the art was really good, and I think it really brought the feel of, like, what the story was supposed to mm-hmm. feel like together. I would like to go back and reread it and finish it, since I did not read the very last issue. Oh, my God. But, 
it only came out in hardcover. I think it's finally out in softcover, mm-hmm. so I'll probably buy it. But Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it did just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because they put them all out in hardcover first. But Bold move, yeah. DC. Fucking sucks sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go back and read it and see if I still have that feel, because that would be nice. Okay, I'm ready. I'm sorry. Okay, let's talk. All right, this is Eat the Rich. This is issue number four. Says coming to a head here. Uh, Joe, the main character, is dealing with the fact that she and her boyfriend's family likes to kill and eat people. Um, in this particular issue, she discovers some things about herself mm-hmm. that is very fun and sexy. Um, and her boyfriend has other plans. Yeah, this this issue is definitely like the what do you call them? The penultimate. Yeah. I like to call it a climax. I mean, but it's not the climax. It's the build-up to the climax. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like getting there. It's the stroke. Yeah. Mm. I love that. <laughs> yes, yes. This is where everything <laughs> is like being revealed and the explosion is going to happen soon. If this is five issues? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's just a cute, a cute little horror story. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Honestly, that's like the thing I like about it the most. It's fun. The art is good. The colors are great. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's enjoyable. Very likable characters. Too. Yeah, surprisingly yeah. so. Like I even like her boyfriend. Yeah, I do too. Who I feel like I should probably not like. He's a very big square, but I I like him a lot. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting book because it also goes quickly and there aren't a lot of like words. Mm-hmm. But it fills in the blanks like really easily. It's just good art. Yeah, it's just good art. Yeah, I enjoy reading it every time it comes out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, I'll read this one. Yeah, I read this one first actually because I was I was very excited because I just I want to see what happens to her. Like it's I feel oh, like it's sure. one of those stories where it's not going to have a happy ending. So like, what's going to happen? Like, is she going to die? Is Aster going to die? Because one of them has to. Is it? Is Pearl going to die? Is Pearl going to die? Like, we don't know. Yeah. We I don't know. I don't know. If I have to guess, I would say Pearl dies. Wait. Petal. Petal. Yeah, Petal. Sorry. I was like, wait, is it Pearl? No, it's Petal. Petal. petal, petal. You know, close enough. Petal, because she has the whole page where she says, Petal, 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 Petal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where is it? I think you yeah. got it. Oh. Petal, Petal, Petal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think she dies. I mean, we would expect that, I think, though, too much. Because we already know it's going to happen. All right, all right. We'll see. Just, we'll, yeah, I don't we'll, know. We'll see. I, we'll see. We'll see, I yeah. guess. We'll, we'll update you on who's going to die. Or who dies. Who dies. We'll say big spoilers. Really big spoilers. <laughs> it's going to ruin the whole story. <laughs> all right, go talk okay. about your booby book. This is my booby book. This is Godkiller uh, Spiderland. This issue number one. It's technically the... Th- Third, you know, it might be the fourth, actually, because I think the trait that I have is the first two story arcs. It's one of the uh, story arcs. Um, so basically the main... Well, God, they don't flip through that book. It's very, very difficult. Um, there's a lot of boobs in this. There's like, so, every single page. Say, every page has tits on it. Every single page. Um, so I'm going to keep it very brief because <laughs> this was a very strange issue to read. And I've read most of the other ones. I just didn't read the second or third story arc, whichever one it was. Um, but this takes place in a kind of... I don't want to say post-apocalyptic world because it's not. It's just kind of a destroyed, futuristic kind of world. Um, where... 
a girl pretty much sells herself to get money to save her fam, essentially. Um, but this one takes place like years after the first one takes place. Uh, she's back from the dead. Which makes that issue even more disturbing to me. Yeah. Well, the person who... <laughs> There's so many boobs in here. Yeah, that's what I was like. There's, There's so, so many. Yeah. Like, and I love titties, but there are so many titties. There and is I just... not one page where there is not a titty. Every single one has... And they're, like, huge. I don't know. They're seem... big boobs. This is weird art. Um, I, myself, am not a fan of this art. I like the story enough, but the art is just not my not my bag, baby. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, I like how she's sleeping under the... Like, this is like a movie. Like she's... Oh, wait. Damn it. Where was it? She's sleeping under the covers with her tits out. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, I'm very confused because here she's only got one leg. Like, did they forget to draw? I don't know. This the art <laughs> is very confusing, like I said. Um, okay, there's butt. I don't know. I feel like she lost her leg and then it was just because she's got two there. She's got two. Is it isn't it this girl that we saw first? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not her. There, see, there's a leg right there. There's her leg. Was it just sewn back on? And oh yeah, she there. definitely has two legs. And, but you see what I mean, though. Yeah, no, she definitely page? had one leg. That's one. That's a singular. Maybe they're supposed to make it look. Well, no, because even the sh- sh- well, the shadow kind of makes it look like she has two legs. I I don't know. I can't answer for this person. I don't know. It's not. I don't know. Anyway, she's back from the dead. Her brother is missing. Her mentor, who taught her how to use magic through sexual intercourse and dick sucking um is also dead and so she's kind of left picking up the pieces to figure out what her next move is and she's got a tesseract yeah she does have a tesseract tesseract. i can't account for that i just flipped through this book like every single page and then read like the page that you told me to read with the eat me part (laughs) And yeah. then saw the Tesseract and went on. With yeah, my yeah. Life. It's a lot about like fallen gods and stuff like that. I'll figure it out eventually and we'll get back to you on that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Another this, confusing book. <laughs> this is. Are there tits in that one too? No, I don't think so. I just didn't know. Not that I, not that I can remember. Um, I As have, our new resident horn dog, I guess. You know. No one. I mean, they're wearing like, you know, kind of slutty outfits. Like corsets and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no titties. Thank God, because they're children. Um, this is porcelain. This is about a girl named Bertle. Birdie? Bertlin? Bertle. <laughs> I think it's Bertle. Yeah, I remember the first time you said it, it made me laugh. Too. Yes. Because <laughs> Beryl. <laughs> yeah, Beryl. Bertle. Beryl. Um, who is stuck in a fun house with a kid named Axel. They're trying to find their way out. They're not supposed to be touching anything. Um, they are kind of sucked in further by a girl another girl that is in there who is trying to get axel so okay. they have been separated um beryl is by herself and she's uh, a prisoner essentially i'm still kind of confused as to what's going on because i don't remember it's a cool panel yeah this whole like there was one page in particular like this is mm-hmm. what she sees these are her dreams that's really cool. like that's freaking cool and then yeah just 
the layout of all of this, like the colors are so weird. And I, I do really, really enjoy like the art. I think it's incredible. I like how solid the colors are. Yeah. And there's only like four colors is what it feels like. Like red, black, green. Yeah. And then like pinkish. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. Um, but anyway, uh, very strange. It is a very strange book. But I do really enjoy it mostly because it just seems like a nightmare. Yeah. It does actually seem like a nightmare. And I think that's so sick. Um, but yeah, I guess I think there's one issue left. Yeah, I was looking at there as if it didn't say that there. Uh, this is issue number four. I believe there's one left, so we'll get the conclusion and I'll figure out who Val- Valentina is. <laughs> All right, so I have Ma. This is issue number four, three. Love that cover. Yeah, I also love this cover as well. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, a lot's happened. A lot has happened, and I don't necessarily want to get too deep into it, but something happened in here that I was not prepared for. (laughs) Like bad? Yeah. Like traumatic? Not traumatic for me. I mean, yeah. Put yourself in their shoes. Was it traumatic? Yeah, I mean, somebody died that you were not expecting to die. There's just like a lot of character development, and so it was like... God, I can't remember these characters' names. And that, so I'm like, please be on the back of the book. Monica. That's not their names. Uh, the sister and her, like, I'll call her dark sister, you know, went to the fe- feminist camp. Yes. Well, I just yes. felt like that was the best way to Can do it. Can I see it for a minute? Light sister and dark sister. Yeah. Go to a feminist camp. Day and night. Uh, I just want to see if I can see it on the first page because I don't want to, like, ruin anything for myself. Dark sister ends up getting, we think, raped, but... Wendy. Wendy is her name. Wendy is the sun. Wendy is the sun? Yes, and I'll figure out who the moon is. Hold on. Okay. I'm just Uh, not... So Wendy and her sister, who's the the dark, dark sister, dark sister gets raped or some sort of... Marion. Marion. Marion and Wendy. Marion is in some sort of situation where some sort of witchcraft and wizardry happens. And this feminist group definitely, I feel like, has a part in it. But I have no, now I don't know. I'm interested to see where it ends and, like, where it goes. Because especially after this issue and what happens, I, I don't know. Like, you learn a lot about the guy who dropped them off. And, like, who he is and how he's connected to this feminist, like, retreat. And, oh, there's a lot going on. It's a really good book. I've really enjoyed it. Like, not surprisingly, but I have enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. That first issue, I was like, I really like this. But I like the way it's developed. I like the way it's... It's also, like, kind of kept us from Marion, who you, like, think is the main character... And, like, really puts you, like, the last two issues have really put you in the shoes of her sister, Wendy, and what her life like, life is like, and, like, what drove her here. And then this issue is, like, kind of the opposite of, like, well, this wasn't necessarily my best choice. Okay. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic where she is very much questioning, like, the choices she has made. 
in this book. So, yeah. I was just seeing if it wrapped around. No, it's in it. That's what I was also doing yeah. earlier, too. Besides trying to be like... God, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Let's discuss. Norse mythology. Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology. Um, issue six. Issue number six. This is one of the last ones, right? Well, this seems like the... Like I said, I was pretty sure this was like the last one, but I wasn't sure. But this is seemingly the last one of this story arc because... They do talk about, at the end, Ragnarok coming Mm -hmm. and the fact that Frey gave up his sword. So it feels like if if this isn't the end of the story arc, then there's one more issue. And if this is the end of the story arc, I feel like there'll be at least one more story arc. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I mean, you know more, more, more about Norse mythology than I do. There's just like a lot still. There's a lot. I mean, obviously they're not going into like depth of what happens because mm-hmm. they're just giving brief overviews of the myths themselves so maybe there is just one more because that would make sense with everything leading up to Ragnarok but I just feel like we're missing a lot of like the the frost giants and stuff and mm-hmm. like Nilfheim and stuff I don't know I just I don't know I would be okay with one more but I want more you know yeah it's weird because I also would like more yeah um, but the, the two stories in here um, is the first one is Scotty's marriage, um, which is absolutely incredible. Loki tying his penis to a goat. Beautiful. Uh, and then the second one is about Gerd and Frey. Um, Frey falls in love with a giant from far away and convinces his friend to convince her to marry him without ever seeing him. So... Very good. And so easily, too. So easily, yeah. Um, and they get to sit naked with each other. Yeah, it's, it was like my favorite part of the whole book. It's so cute. Um, I love big women. Yeah. Oh, my God. And she's the biggest. Yeah, she is very large. And just look at those legs. Look, look at them at hips. Them, dude. He's, yeah. like, posting up right on that hip. I would, too. Good for him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, the, the friend that he had convinced agreed to do this if he would get Frey's sword which was a very powerful and magical sword and if you know the story of Ragnarok you know that the sword is important and he doesn't have it anymore so we'll get there we're getting there next next we have Moon Knight this is issue number five yeah our man Moon Knight just uh deals with another demon while speaking with his therapist about things that he hasn't been honest about which are his feelings yeah it sounds about right yeah yeah that's that's exactly what this issue is about i i told heather my main complaint and i'll say this to you all as well let's hear it i just feel like every issue and like introduces me to a new villain that i just like okay but why like just chill like let me get a handle on one villain before you because they're all in her like the He's intertwined with, like, the first new villain, Mm -hmm. and then it's a new, new villain. It's just like, yeah, come on. Um, I absolutely love the narration for this book. I I really, really love his therapy sessions. Mm -hmm. The art's really good. Yeah, the art is absolutely incredible. Um, But, uh, yeah, at times I do get kind of confused. Like, what is happening? Like, what... Why? Why is this happening again? So it just like, feels like there's so much like interjected and in, in yeah. there, and I, it's a weird. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. I like it, but I also part of me is just like, I. It's a lot. It's Can a we lot. keep it consistent? Yeah. Here. Like I would like. 
at least like you know four issues focused on the same thing Mm -hmm. instead of it it does feel very much like picking and choosing from things they wanted to happen so that it can all happen rather than like just yeah like yeah having that like yeah here's this villain and here's why he's like interesting and bad like i the first villain they introduced here when the opposite moon yeah we got like two issues with him and even then it was still like the first issue you were introduced the second issue was like vampires oh and then there he is again and then that that was like i think he was mentioned again briefly but yeah it's just like that fight yeah it's one of those things where yeah it's just not i don't know it 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 just yeah does it too quick and i want him to like build up and i suppose it built up to this main villain i mean yeah yeah it did but also just like the only thing real consistent and fluid with the story are his therapy sessions and the characters like especially his his friends like reese and timothy yeah is that his name i don't know the dude the the boy boy that was the problem is like i didn't really remember the the boy terry terry i I did not remember him either so like a lot of the stuff spoilers like the big twist it didn't hold any it didn't hold any weight to me i was like okay yeah that's shocking i guess but also not because it seemed pretty like set up yeah and maybe i just i don't know i don't read too much it's just it felt like the way that he like you know led him to this place and like the way he asked questions like it seemed pretty sus very much so yeah (laughs) like it's just like this was like very like your moon knight you're not like Batman, I get it, but you're not, you know, in the same universe. Yeah. But clearly. You should at least like see the signs, right? Right. And for, I don't know, being as self aware as he is, you would think that like he would, would have had a hint at least or like a, a whisper. Like, like he would have known, like something was kind of like there, like a Rick rolled like brain worm like it would be there in the background all the time but you wouldn't quite know what it was Mm -hmm. but he had no idea that intuition yes intuition i got there yeah you did it i I, I, I finally got there yeah i was trying to think of the word i know i was like damn i can't think of the word Mm -hmm. right now either uh okay so let's let's go on let's move on this is primordial this is issue number three so uh lakia and Laika. 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 And, and Abel and Mrs. Baker are all coming together as animals in space. I loved the conversation between the animals in space. I thought it was so cute. Yeah. I just, I love it. Yeah, they're figuring out where they are and where they're going. And meanwhile, back on Earth, the scientists are figuring out where they are and how to get to them. The animals, anyway. The pages, like... They're the like colors in some of these like pages are just so good. It's insane. This, I do like this book. It's it's weird. It's very strange. I think like it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around. Right. Just because you're kind of, and I think this is like the whole thing problem I had with Descender too is just that it's, you know, beings 
not really doing anything in in space. Yeah. But this, like, particular issue does, like, fill in the blanks about, like, where the monkeys come from. And there's a good, like, little chase. I don't know. It's a, it's a really good story. I really do enjoy it. I'm excited because it's, what, six issues? Yeah. And it's just kind of been pumping along. So I'm excited to see, like, what happens and how it ends and, like, what what's to be like the the reveal yeah yeah i'm very very excited about that too especially because like obviously it's taking a piece of history and it's rewriting it um Mm -hmm. and the story of like i was never i did it made me so sad so i Mm -hmm. never liked it i didn't like reading about it and so i don't know seeing like in like the first issue i was like oh no oh no not this again but it's different Mm -hmm. and i really like that i don't think I, think, I mean, like, I will got it the be, shit end of it. Will it be like dark where it all ends the same? <laughs> I can't handle that. I love like uh, uh, an able. Okay, so next we have Radio Apocalypse issue number one, and uh, this I've been looking forward to this book. A uh, little overview: there is one last radio tower left in the world i suppose Mm -hmm. or at least in this area yeah and people are trying to find their way to it um and so it's kind of about the people who are in the settlement and because the radio tower is in a settlement Mm -hmm. uh who are coming to the settlement when they get there their stories and kind of how they have to get there um the art is so i don't i i said loose the other day and i don't know i don't know the best way to describe it some places it's like over exaggerated and like very chaotic and uh, yeah i just i really like it i really love the colors like Mm -hmm. the colors are one of my favorite parts about this especially in certain places like the fire part was like i love the colors and that um the shoes i'm like i love the way the shoes look i didn't yeah i didn't even i'm i'm very much uh, obviously i've mentioned this several times a facial expression person and the i think the reason why i love this art so much is because yeah no exactly but like the the faces mm-hmm. that they make like this one in particular i absolutely love yeah. that it's and I don't know if, like, obviously the colors help with it and m- exaggerating it even more, but the, the facial expressions are so good. The shape of the faces. Yeah, yeah. like, this guy's head. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, the guy's very, head got yeah, It's just very, again, chaotic, and I absolutely love that. I think it fits perfectly for the tone of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really pretty, mm-hmm. and it's really, like, it's oddly heartbreaking. Because yes. when I first read it, I was like, all right, Ram. We're like I'm doing good. Like this doesn't seem to like fuck me up. And yeah, like, and then the last few pages hey, came. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? Um, I like I haven't listened to that song yet because I would like to listen to that song. Um, and honestly, I wish I had looked up that tweet from Ram exactly and seen what it was. But he basically was saying that if you see a song in here, you should just, like, play it. Mm -hmm. And I think, at least for this issue, it would make sense if you just, like, played it once you saw it in the, in the, like, text. Played it from there and, like, continued on. 
Sorry, I'm reading. I'm reading it because oh, yeah. I, I did read it, but oh, I didn't even see this in the beginning. Yeah, I can read it out loud. Do it. Okay. A dear reader. Sorry. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> this comic was written to music playing over speakers, sometimes on vinyl. Others remembered on. Others remembered. Is that what it says? Uh-huh. Others okay. remembered on CD. Like, yeah. Remembering yeah. On that. Others remembered on CDs and audio cassettes. The story was told with tunes and words and images twining, twinning into the twining. It is. It's yeah, twining. twining. God, why can't I, I immediately in my head just said twinning too. <laughs> like twin. Well, okay. Oh my God. Twining into this inseparable thing in front of you. Let's make a deal. I'll tell you the best story I can about lives, loves, loss, and joy. And you, when you find an image or line referencing a song or a character playing on their boombox, Walkman, or handheld radio, I want you to find that song wherever you listen to music, and I want you to play it. That's how the story of the last radio station standing silhouetted at the far end of the horizon is meant to be read, plugged in, and turned up. So come, let me play you a song. Damn, dude, I wish I had seen that when I, I I started reading this. I Okay, so I we got a preview for this like a month, month and a half ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, it wasn't ever put into our file or like sent to us or anything like that. Uh, I found it by chance one day and it was literally because I was looking up something to do with radio in the emails. I don't even remember what it was, <laughs> but it wasn't this. And I had seen it and I was like, oh, what is that? And I ended up reading it then. Obviously, they didn't have this mm-hmm. there. They just had like the the cover and yeah. then how it started. Yeah. yeah. So when I picked it up yesterday, because I told you I was going to reread it because mm-hmm. I had read it. It's just been a minute. I picked it up and I noticed that. But... I was in so much pain yesterday because of everything that I couldn't like focus on what it said because uh, white font on black like that messes with my well, eyes. Well, and anyway. it doesn't help that there's that. Right. Like that's why I had a hard time reading right. all of that top part. So it's... I was like trying to read it like this, and then was doing that, and then was like adjusting my glasses, and I could not read it at yeah. all. So I'm glad you just read that because I would have this would have been just lost in the ether. I never would have gotten to it because I would have just given up. Just would have given up. Like that? Am I supposed to read that? What the hell is that? Uh, And I think, like, I really do... I can't do that. I do think that would be a very enjoyable part of this book, which I, like, want to go back and do. Because, you know, I love... the thing. One of my favorite things is music and, like, literature and the, like, way that, like, you can very much connect music with literature you've read or, like, memories... I don't know if you've ever done that. Yeah. So, like, I have very, like, specific memories tied to things because I read them listening to a certain song. And this will be an embarrassing fact. I love those. uh, (laughs) I'll say it out loud here. I listened to the Red Hot Chili Peppers (laughs) Californication album. It was like, I was like, what? No, uh, you just said that. And in my head, before you said that, I was like Red Hot Chili Peppers because I also have an attachment to that song, that particular well, song. It's anyway. like the whole entire album. Okay, okay. I was reading Phantom of the Opera. No. So yeah, I... Okay. That's I, why you hate musicals. <laughs> I attach, like anytime I hear a song from that album, I attach it to like phantom of the opera because i listened to that like album basically on repeat because this is the olden days where you didn't have access to a bunch of stuff and i was like i'm just gonna mm-hmm. keep playing this because i need to read <laughs> and that's yeah 
That is my red hot chili peppers attachment. Okay. It makes sense. Like, Anthony Kiedis would be the Phantom of the Opera. Don't you dare. Don't you <laughs> dare take him down to that level. Hey, Doug. I'm just right. When I'm right, I'm right. Oh, my God. Ooh, I love the Phantom. <laughs> and the fact that you just compared him to Anthony Kiedis. Ooh. Okay, we'll talk about this another time. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend Radio Apocalypse. It's very good. It is very it's, good. Yeah, it's very, it, very it good. It is a very solid story. Um, I do think, I, like I said to Julian, I do think being aware of the art style mm-hmm. is important because if you're not prepared for it, you're, you're not going to, I don't think, like it necessarily. Dang. I'm just saying from no, no, like no. a I, no, like no, no. A, a, a excuse me everybody a normie <laughs> you know I I don't think I would recommend this to like I would have to ask somebody what they like I'd have to literally ask them yeah. like what sort of art they like because I think this is something that it is very uh, peculiar peculiar like say pe- that word for peculiar me. yes thank you uh, yeah it is very peculiar and I think for the common folk <laughs> the normies the, <laughs> the squares <laughs> the comic squares they might not necessarily enjoy it but i think it is part of the story for sure and i think it very much like fits mm-hmm. so um i realize that you told me your red hot chili peppers story and i just left you hanging didn't yeah no tell it's, you mine? It, it's okay because i just wanted to say hey read this book mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about the red hot chili peppers again and then we'll sign off mine's just really quick mine is more traumatizing than <laughs> like anything um when i was like i would have been what 21 22 um i was at work one day and i had a friend I, w- I did a closing shift i was like the night closing manager and so i was pretty much like by myself at night there was one Anthony other Kita showed up I wish. Um, There was one other person working and she did the registers until close while I did like all the stocking and stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm going to step outside for a minute. I'll be right back. So my friend had come to pick me up. We got in the car, drove around for about 20 minutes while I smoked a bunch of ketamine. And then (laughs) I went where (laughs) I thought the story was going. And then I went back to work. I, I just assumed you were going to say weed, but ketamine comes out of no, nowhere. No, it was a wild thing because I a didn't... Blunt, a bunch of ketamine. It was like a blunt worth. I thought that it was like weed. too much ketamine. It was. It was. I don't know anything about ketamine. I, so. it, it made me feel like I... The only thing I can relate it to now is like I've played with Brayden's VR headset for too long. And when I took it off, I was dizzy. I didn't feel like I was in the right universe. I, I had a hard time walking. It made me feel sick. That's what it was. It felt like I had opened a door and walked into another dimension that my body had not adjusted to. Okay, so then Red Hot Chili Peppers are here. That was playing in the car when I was smoking ketamine when it got to the point where I was like, oh, this is weird weed. And she was like, that's not weed, that's ketamine. And I said, what? <laughs> and then I went back to work. And I had to talk to people. (laughs) 
How have you never told me this story? Because it was so traumatizing. It is really funny, actually, now that I look back at it. Because I remember at one point when I went back into work, I was <laughs> fucked up. Like one of my pupils was so big. Yeah, I had like one black eye, and then the other one was like my my green when I'm like in a mood. Um, and I remember someone talking to me at one point, and I was just doing this because I couldn't like I couldn't stand up straight because I just didn't feel right. And then, like, my manager called before I closed, and I said, I can't talk right now. (laughs) And then just hung up. And so the next morning, I had to open at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, and he called me as I was going into work, and he was like, hey, was everything okay last night? I got worried, but I didn't want to call you back because I know you've got it. And I was like, yeah, I was fucked up. Like, I didn't know what to say. So that was my Red Hot Chili Peppers story. (laughs) Oh, that's way better than mine. Mine took place when I was, like, 13 whenever that album came out 14 well and the thing that really gets me is i don't know why they were listening to that song i have no idea was it just on the radio no like the dreaming of california no i'm pretty sure it was uh i don't know if that's how the song goes dream of californication that's when it hit and i was like It was the weirdest experience. That was the the only time I've ever done ketamine. And I can't say that it was my choice. Because it wasn't. I was not warned about it beforehand. Well, this is your everyday normal comics podcast, right? (laughs) Welcome to the story of my traumatic childhood. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, She dropped me off and went... All right, dude, see you later. And then, and just like took off. And I was just standing by the, the opening of this, the grocery store of all fucking places. Like, what am I doing here? Like, how long, much longer was your shift after that? Like three hours. That's a long time. Yeah. But it didn't, like, it kind of, I guess the effect or whatever kind of like wore off after the first hour. It was just like one of those weird things where... The majority of it hit me in the car, and I was like, I can see through things right now. I am on top of the world. And then when I got inside, I was like, I feel like I'm standing on top of the tallest building in Lincoln, Nebraska. And if I take one wrong step, I'm going to topple over and land in a field of flowers, and it'll be okay. That's how weird it was. Like, I had no idea what was going on. Uh, sounds like an awful time. Yeah, I'm sure I said crazy things to people. And I remember the girl that I worked with, I was like, I'm going to be as normal as possible so she'll know that nothing is wrong. I bought from the freezer section at the grocery store a package of Stouffer's baked potatoes. We don't even have a microwave. How the fuck was I going to eat those? I was like, yeah, it's lunchtime. Anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, that's all the comic talk we have. <laughs> Eight minutes of me talking about being fucked up. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the best eight minutes of my life, personally. <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh and cry at the same time. Oh, God. My, my two favorite emotions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, comics. That's all we have. We will see you next time or not. If you're listening, you'll hear our voices. Thank you for listening to our sexy, sexy voice. Out of uh, out of all the books this week, I would say pick up Radio Apocalypse. It just started issue number one. 
Um, very, very good. And then Lore Olympus is also something that I would suggest, especially if you love Greek myths. Anything else, fuck you. I don't think you should read it. But those two books in particular, I think I would say yeah, I the mean, best it's... ones this week. Well, for like number ones anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else this week that I like above Radio Apocalypse. Like yeah. I do enjoy Eat the Rich. I do enjoy uh, Ma. Yeah. But mm. those for sure. Pick them up. They're yeah. Just beginning, so you're not going to be missing anything. And uh, so, yeah, support your local libraries, support your local comic shops, support your local comic book shops, buy some comic books, uh, be patient with people, Mm because we're about to get into the holiday season, and that shit sucks. Yeah, it's going to be really rough, and people are are sometimes fucked up at work, so just be nice, (laughs) be patient. (laughs) Uh, And there's a bunch of shortages on stuff, as you guys know, so, like, just be chill. Uh, be good to your fellow human being and support your local strike funds if you can. Just, you know, be good. Don't be a square. Don't be a square. That's or it. or prude, I guess. We love you. And we'll see you on the flippity flip. <laughs>